Hello there. Welcome to our podcast, Realistic Fiction Novels. This is Emily Slaba, and I'm here to talk with Alexa Huber about a novel, Al Capone Does My Shirts by Jennifer Koldenko. It's a pleasure to be here, Emily. I'm very excited to talk about Al Capone Does My Shirts. I thought it was a great book and would really recommend it. To begin this podcast, we will start off with a brief summary of this book to give our audience an idea of what this book is about. In the very beginning, you first meet Moose, a boy from San Francisco who recently moved to Alcatraz with his family in the 1930s. His dad just got a job to be a guard at the prison along with an electrician. You later find out his sister, Natalie, has autism and is going to, sc- to a school for special needs. Moose is scared to death because he is living on an island with murderers, convicts, hitmen, cons, kidnappers, and burglars. Yeah, and even the infamous convict Al Capone. All Moose wants to do is go back home to his old life to make Moose even more frightened as he was talking with his mother he learns more about the island his laundry is done by convicts (gasps) to make matters worse he finds out there's a warden dun 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 the warden is a strict man with high authority over everyone on the island he can kick anyone out at any time if they don't obey the rules the warden has a daughter named piper who is quite the troublemaker piper has two sides the good and the bad She's gotten Moose in trouble once or twice and almost got his family kicked off Alcatraz. I know, she's quite the troublemaker, if I do say so myself. One main event that happened would be when Piper started a laundry business with Moose and their neighbors, Annie, Teresa, and Teresa's brother, Jimmy. They would take their fellow students' clothes for a nickel and have the convicts wash them. She would say... Al Capone was washing them, which is how they made money. Parent actually got involved and sent a letter to the warden referring to the students who had done this. The warden had a serious talk with the kids and gave them a warning about what had happened. If they were to do this again, they would be kicked off. This almost got Moose's father fired and left without a job. Another main event that happened would be when Natalie was left alone with a convict. It all started when Moose began searching for a baseball. This wasn't just any baseball, it was one the convicts played with. One day, as Moose was looking, he left Natalie unattended, and when he came back, he saw her talking to someone. His immediate reaction was that he was a convict and that she wasn't safe. But it turns out nothing happened and Natalie was fine. The convict actually gave her a baseball after he found out her brother wanted one really badly. One last main event was when Natalie got into the special needs school and the headmaster kicked her out within a few days. He told her mother that she wasn't ready, which made their family very upset to hear. Her mother put up a good argument, but that didn't change anything. He told her to apply again when Natalie was ready. Natalie started getting help with her behavior from Kelly, which had a great impact on Natalie. So the questions we need to be answered are very important. Will Moose's family get kicked off the island? Will Natalie get accepted into the school? Will Piper's behavior change? Will Alcatraz finally feel like home to Moose? This was such a great book. 
I make connections throughout this whole story. How about you, Alexa? Any connections? Yes, I made quite a few, actually. One of them was a text-to-self connection. I made this connection when Moose was explaining how his mother is constantly trying to help Natalie and make sure everything is okay. His mother has done everything she can to help Natalie get better. When I was younger, my sister got sick a lot. Not with autism like Natalie, though. Instead, with cold, fevers, and sickness. Just like Moose's mother, my mom did everything in, in her power to help her get better. Such as going to all these different places to help Natalie with her autism. My mom was going to all these different doctors to, help, to try to help her illness. What connections did you make, Emily? That's a great text-to-self connection. When I was reading Al Capone Does My Shirts, I came across a text-to-text connection with My Side of the Mountain. The scene in Al Capone Does My Shirts that I connected to My Side of the Mountain would be when Moose doesn't get much attention or when his sister is constantly getting into his business. Since Natalie has a dis- disability, she needs more attention or help, which causes her parents to tend to focus on Natalie more than Moose, sometimes without even realizing it. Because Moose's parents are gone most of the time, Moose has to watch Natalie which can be kind of irritating for a 12-year-old. Natalie always seems to be getting in his business or accidentally causing trouble. In my side of the mountain, Sam, a 14-year-old boy, lives in a small New York apartment with eight siblings. In total, there is 11 people living in such a tiny space, which means it's very crowded. Sam extremely dislikes it and lacks attention from his family because there are so many of them. One of his siblings always seems to be getting into his business, which makes things even worse for Sam. Now let's switch our topic and talk about the ratings on this book. The book did well in the public and mostly received 4 out of 5 stars. Most liked the uniqueness and humor throughout the story. Others gave it such a great review because of the relationships built throughout the story. My rating of this book would be 4 out of 5 stars because although it was a really good story, I thought it didn't fit the title. Al Capone doesn't really play a big role in this story as the title suggests, but it was still a good story and I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. I would have to agree with the readers. I loved how the author used first-person narration. It really worked for this book. If I were to rate this book, I would probably give it a four to five stars as well. I say this because I don't think it was a great enough book to completely give it five stars, but the book was still good and not bad enough to be lower than three stars. I gave my rating close to five because of the features the story told. I loved how there were emotional connections and especially the realistic features. Now let's talk about the author, Jennifer Koldenka. She is 60 years old and lives in California. She comes from a family with a history of storytellers and loves the endless possibility of storytelling. Jennifer has won many awards for her book. Some include the John Newbery Medal, the Sid Fleshman Award for humor. Al Capone Does My Shirts is actually the first book, a part of a four-book series. The books are Al Capone Shines My Shoes, Al Capone does my homework, and Al Capone throws me a curve. I haven't read any of those books, but if they are as good as the first one, I would definitely consider reading them. Jennifer Koldenko has written many other fiction books. Some of them are No Passengers, Chasing Secrets, If a Tree Falls at Lunch Period, and Notes from a Liar and Her Dog. I read on her website that as a kid, she didn't enjoy history, which is a little shocking because she received an award for her first historical novel, Al Capone Does My Shirts. Jennifer actually volunteered on Alcatraz to advance her research and make sure that she had the right facts for this certain time period. 
I've enjoyed having you on my podcast today. I love how you make connections from the book to your personal life. Thank you, Alexa, for coming today to talk with me about Al Capone Does My Shirts. It has been a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me, Emily. And thank you to our audience for tuning into our podcast about realistic fiction novels.